Welcome to Life in the Treehouse, where we're serving up health and wellness, seasoned with living abundantly, plus a garnishment of personal growth, all for your listening pleasure. Let's have some fun busting myths, bucking the status quo, and uncovering beliefs that are no longer serving you. Why? So that you may level up and see how remarkable you unequivocally are. Here's your coach and host, Suze Ashley. Hey, welcome to the Treehouse. How's life? Y'all doing okay? I hope this episode finds you well. Thank you for making the time to stop by. I appreciate you. I am recording outside today. This is our last episode of the season. Can you believe it? Uh, It's gone so fast. I will be back in September, so you can look for me then. And today, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I've been asked to talk about human design and specifically gates 58 and 18, which actually form a channel in the human design chart. So if you're new to human design, it's a system that combines conventional astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, the chakras, quantum physics, astronomy, genetics, and biochemistry. So it kind of looks at, there's there's two sides to your chart. There's more of a personality side that's kind of, you'll, you'll see, if you're into astrology, then you'll see those traits and characteristics come through on that side of things. And then there's also this soul side, if you want to pick up on what uh, Gary Zukov talks about. And so I see human design as both. It's that physical body, your personality, and then you have this soul part. And it's, I find it fascinating. It's one of my favorite things to learn about and do readings on. You know, why would you be interested in this? Knowing your human design can help you understand yourself. What makes you tick? why you click with certain people, for example, which needs and feelings you're resisting or embracing. Um, It can look at what's your life purpose and the right work for you. It can even help improve your health and your relationships. So who couldn't use more ease, joy, abundance, self-esteem, and courage? Human design can help you live authentically, intentionally, and thrive. And that's what we're here about, right? We want to thrive and not merely exist. So when reading charts, we first look at where there's color. These are things that come easy to you, that are inherent to you. Specific traits, skills, qualities you're emitting energetically in your aura. These are your gifts, or if you want to look at them, they're your superpowers, right? And the second thing we do is we look at where there is white or no color in your chart. And for a quick reference, there are nine energy centers, 64 gates, and 36 channels. Now, today we're just going to talk about gates 18 and 58, and if both of those are colored in, that forms a channel 
called Spotting What Needs Correcting. We're going to kick off with gate 58, the pressure to perfect. This is a pressure gate. It's coming from the root center, and the root is all about pressure. It wants to get going. It wants to motivate. It wants to get us, you know, up and doing things. And some people also reference this gate as a vitality gate. So someone who has gate 58 may recognize themselves as being someone who is driven. And the way they see the world is all about reaching towards a better version of something that already is. The pressure to make things better. You feel a pressure for things to get better and you may ask yourself, you know, how can we make things better? Other gates in your chart may prevent you from doing something about it so you can provide fuel for other people to make things better. You can provide fuel for other people to make things better themselves or provide fuel for other people to make other people feel better. You spark that in other people year round and the pressure goes into them. There can also be a a childlike joy and enthusiasm that things are going to get better. The low vibration of this or shadow, if you will, depending on which term you're more familiar with, is denying or shutting it down. Sure, you can use it to get you places, but that's not from a place of good conscience. Perhaps you think something's wrong because things aren't constantly improving, or you feel like you can't be doing something because you feel like you're not good enough. These are all low vibrations. The gate 18 is called the fear of or having a nose for authority. Don't put people on pedestals is kind of just of it. Help myself and others become an authority in your own life. And when we combine the gate 58 and 19 in spotting what needs correcting, you're combining the per the pressure to perfect with the fear or awareness of authority that yields to you spotting what needs correcting. You'll feel this pressure to make things better with the nose of authority to ask, you know, how can things get a better version of themselves or become an authority in their life? So therefore, you are spotting what needs correcting. An example of this is seeing how centralized banking is versus decentralized banking. So banking how we're used to doing it versus blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency, for example. A fun thing to watch in the coming years is how many monarchies fall. There are those who feel that we are leaving the I-I-I, me, me, me era, and we're going back to being an all-for-one, one-for-all type of community. So coming back to gate 58, 58, for me personally, I'm going to share some things that are based on my chart and yours may be similar or slightly different. It all depends on, you know, your chart and what's going on. So feel free to reach out if you want me to give you a reading of your human design chart, 540-404-2692. So with this gate, I have this sense and awareness of what is unhealthy 
off week getting in the way of a community or a society's well-being. I have a pressure within to correct this, to get moving. This fuels me to be correcting structures or systems to improve the well-being of the world. And this is rooted deep, like deep, deep, deep in me. I have a strong love of life and an understanding that life is inherently beautiful, joyful, and stuff gets in the way. Stuff layers on top of things that are already in place that would naturally be beautiful if something hadn't come along the way and fuck it up. It gets in the way. So there's a pressure within me to fix this. I have you know, so much love and zest for life with this in my value system. And this can also be an attraction theme. I may be attracted to partners because they have this gate. And going to talk about a little bit of low vibration again with this gate, there can be an enormous dissatisfaction with the world around me. You know, depression due to the pressure to correct. And I can't correct what I want to correct because something is in the way. This can lead to depressed energy. It can show up as being really dissatisfied with life. Everything around me seems to be broken or damaged and I want to fix it and I can't and I'm stuck in this low vibration. So when I'm feeling this way, I know, you know, hey, something's going on. So I'll typically journal or meditate or get out into nature and kind of get those vibrations raising a little bit, right? So let's look at high vibration a second. So a high vibration of this gate is bliss, vitality, constant zest for life and for living. With gate 18, this is a gate of correction. This is the part of me that likes to challenge what needs corrected, challenge authority, is very aware of what is imperfect. A very discerning part of me, a splenic sense, if you will, a sense of what is weak and what is imperfect. I have an awareness of how I can clean out. When I was younger, I challenged authority and I had some rebelliousness. Because I am challenging authority, I'm really poking at old traditions, old ways of doing things because I inherently know that it's not working anymore. So I'm poking at it. I'm trying to be my own authority. I am meant to be my own authority, especially with gate 18. I am attuned to what is outdated, broken, what isn't working, what isn't serving humans anymore. These energies serve the collective and ultimately I am someone who will be happiest when I am my own authority, working alone, not micromanaged, where I am in service to other people. I want to be fixing the world and restoring it to its natural joy and beauty and correcting the logical process with this energy. There is a pressure within me to give to others. A low vibration of gate 18 can be constant fault finding because I'm so discerning and attuned to what's not working. I can see easily, you know, looking around me and seeing what is lacking, what is unhealthy, and what needs to be fixed. I see all of the faults. From a high vibration of this gate, 
this logic drive to correct. And it's a very critical awareness, an astute discerning awareness of what needs to be correcting. This is very helpful to the collective. Also, again, an attraction theme. It could be something that I'm attracted to in a partner, this gate 18 quality. Also, I was born to naturally be very good at this gate. It's something I've easily mastered, this gate of correction. I somewhat release and step away from this a couple of years ago to start to learn a new thing. So we we start out kind of half our life building and learning things. And so for some of us, the second half of our life, we once we've mastered, you know, what we were supposed to master in the first half of our lives, then we go on and we learn something new and we get to master new things going into the second half of life. So it's fun. The universe wants us growing and, you know, learning and helping each other so that we can become better humans. All right. This is from another reading of mine, uh, again, coming back to me and my gate and my chart with this channel. We're going to start off with gate 18. This human design reader considers the gate a courage of realignment. We see disorder. We want to right the wrongs or righting the wrong ideas or attitudes. Strength of character is needed and decisive action is needed. From the eaching, this is mountain above and wind below. And it helps to figure out where the source of disorder begins so that we may have realignment, improving what isn't working. We want to naturally improve it. It's tied to humanity. We want to improve ourselves and others. So, you know, that's where the coaching comes in. People want to improve themselves and therefore we can become, you know, better humans, elevate our systems, grow and evolve. So there is a need for repair. Uh, Check the decay so it doesn't get worse, right? So if we're stagnant, we're dying, basically. And decay doesn't have to be a bad thing. Think of decomposition. And that leads to fertilizing the ground, right? It's compost. So it's not always bad. This leads us to create change. The higher expression of this is courage of realigning, improving for the greater good of society. And the shadow of this is judgment, is the fear of imperfection. When I let go of judgment, especially judgment of myself, I'm no longer judging others. And believe me, this has been (laughs) a long road for me. I grew up with judgment and judgmental parents. And so, you know, learning to let this go. And it's, you know, it's a huge lesson. If I no longer judge myself and I no longer judge other people, I realign and I improve myself, right? So, you know, choose happiness, follow joy, let go of the feeling of having to be right. Oh, that was my dad. He'd rather be right than happy. All judgment is self-judgment. So let's just move away from this, right? I, I wonder if this is where we get the low self-esteem, the I am not enough, all the anxiety is because everywhere we turn, there's judgment, right? So if we can all collectively lose this judgment, get rid of the judgment and let people, you know, be, 
we are beings. You know, how beautiful could this world be, right? So if we come back to looking through the lens of logic, what needs to be created in ways that's going to help lead humanity toward perfection? How do I make things better? Stand up for myself, being proud of my own differentiation, standing up for my convictions, thinking from the heart, holding a perspective that everything external is still a reflection of the internal process that's just seeking its resolution. Face or challenge authority knowing that authority wants to keep things the same. Our systems, processes can get stagnant and not support where we're headed. What do we need to release and let go of? Again, we have this splenic energy that gets involved. So do not hold on to things that are no longer serving you or the collective. Raise that vibration, right? See a way to really help the collective to shift and improve, evolve, and ascend to the next level of humanity. We can't ascend till we can all ascend. This goes back to the all for one, one for all thinking, right? So we realign together to help each other, to heal each other, to release judgment, a hive mind or hive mentality, if you will. And again, we talk about this lower expression of fear of imperfection, the shadow, the judgment, you know, all judgment is self-judgment. If it's repressive energy, you can feel inferiority. If you're reactive, maybe you feel superior or superiority. If we're repressed, we might compromise ourselves. We may think we're inferior. And this is how we follow along blindly with the systems that are in place. Sometimes we know that the systems are not working, but we follow along anyway. Systemic racism and the high school to jail pipeline, for instance, they're causing huge problems for us. So there can be fear of authority, some of that fear of being imperfect, the fear of the system being imperfect, and not knowing how to fix it or what we can do. The reactive side... Part of the judgmental aspect is we are superior. We are super critical. We think we are better than others. Judgment is ultimately rooted in opinion and vice versa. So I want to share a little bit from Richard Rudd and about conditioning. Third seven years of your life. So ages 14 to 21, this is a time when you're in your solar plexus, you're in that mental body. So gate 18 is a mental energy. For the years of ages 14 to 21, this is when we are highly conditioned by you know, our parents and family and society and broken systems like education and religion. There's a lot of self-judgment and we hold these opinions. We take our own judgments too seriously. Unfortunately, we tie our identity to these judgments. We are judging everything because everyone is judging us. You just want to fit in where we worry we're not good enough. We worry we're not perfect. Uh, We worry people aren't going to like us and we're not going to fit in. If we see this through our parents, this is how the wounded child sticks 
and most of the planet is filled with adults that are wounded children that never truly healed. It's really important for us to go back. Think back to where we were between the ages of 14 to 21. What was going on in our lives? Did we have any trauma? Were there any changes in our lives? You know, did we move? What was going on with the family? Was there a divorce? Was there a death? What may have come into our lives that, you know, we can be holding on to that ties into gate 18 and ties to some of our fears. Uh, For me personally, uh, my grandmother, Graham, she died my senior year and she was my rock. She was the place where I could go to her house and feel centered and calm and, you know, whole. Uh, She was my security blanket, if you will. Um, During these years, I figured out that, you know, I was bisexual. I was in college, so I was exposed to things I hadn't been privy to before. You know, I was raped by someone who loved me. This taught me, you know, a hard lesson on understanding boundaries and consent. Think back and just, you know, acknowledge the things. And where did I learn judgments from these things? Where am I holding them against myself? and others. Where did I think others were doing it wrong and I was doing it right? And where is that truth? Absolute versus just my thought pattern, my way of thinking and having an an opinion. So the lower expression is I may not have patience. I may feel understood or feel inferior or superior. I may have a habit of undermining myself. Maybe I'm not following my joy. Perhaps there's, you know, some conformist mentality, you know, that need or want to fit in and do what everybody says without questioning in fear of doing it right and setting off the boundaries, you know, blame, beating myself up, feeling guilty, feeling the need to choose to be right rather than happy. Comparison, again, we're going back to trying to fit in. Criticism, judging, feeling dissatisfied with myself or others in the world around me. Maybe I'm not forgiving myself or others for getting things wrong. Looking deeper at what is wrong or different. We didn't want to be different back then when we were growing up. Our teen years, no, we just wanted to fit in, right? Being different meant we were wrong. Where are we divisive? Feeling like we don't get it right. I think you can hear the band, the high school band. It sounds like they're outside playing. So I don't know if this will come through, but if you do hear, you hear that that's what it is, that the high school band is outside practicing, apparently. You know, constantly beating ourselves up for doing it wrong and getting it wrong and when maybe that is just, you know, not my flow and not my process. Did it feel correct for me? Was I honoring my strategy? Was I listening to my authority? If we push and we share and tell people what they're doing wrong and they take it as criticism and they constantly constantly think we're criticizing, we didn't wait for the right time to share. So where are we constantly complaining about imperfections? So with gate 
58, there's an electromagnetic currency or energy there that goes with the gate 18. And there's this drive to add joy to the process. Joy is the high expression. It wants to improve and realign and make things better. A joy to this logical process. If we are missing or lacking joy, where is the joy that needs to be added? When I'm answering these questions, I need to take notice of where it sparks joy in my life and notice if it sparks any joy in my life. Am I doing it because I think I have to? You know, where am I missing the joy in my life or in this process? And what would add more joy? Notice where we can add more joy. We think joy is an emotional aspect, but really it's an aspect for creativity and for moving forward. Play with the joy. Get out of, we need to get out of our heads. We are so too much into our heads. We think too much. We need to get back into our physical body and get back to our heart, right? Get back in that heart space and allow the joy to come through. Now we're going to look at gate 18 from a financial impact. So if we're looking at gate 18 from, you know, a financial lens, you know, what if I get things right? What if I get it right? Would I rather be right or happy? What imperfect financial skills could I release or work on right now? How does consistency or inconsistency affect my financial fortitude? How does this fear affect my financial frequency? Where can I bring more joy into the process of managing my finances? And I want to give props to Alana Hine for these questions. I think to my ages 14 to 21 when it comes to finances. And I was an entrepreneur young. I earned money through babysitting. For a couple of summers, I worked at the local paper company and I was a nursing assistant one summer. And once I graduated college, then I became a preschool teacher. And so there you have it. I hope some of this helped. Um, Let me know if you have any more questions or if you want to dive further deeper into gate 18 or 58. Um, If you're curious about your own human design and want a personal reading of your own, text me 540-404-2692 or reach out on social media. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor. This is our last show for the season, but don't despair. We'll be back on September 7th for season three. And as always, your questions and feedback are important to me. If you wish to hear more on certain topics or you have some ideas on what you'd like to hear in future episodes, feel free to reach out on social media or text me 540-404-2692. Thank you and take good care. Will you exist? or thrive. Toodles till autumn. Thanks for listening to Life in the Treehouse podcast with Suze Ashley. If you like our show and want to know more, check out suzeashley.com for the show notes and links to everything that was mentioned in today's episode.